Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I'm Bobby Kelly. And it's Big J Okerson. We're actually a full radio show on Sirius XM, not just a podcast. For full episodes of The Bonfire, you can listen on the Sirius XM app. Go to SiriusXM.com bonfire for a special offer. And now The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Robert Kelly. Just walked out of my life for the rest of the year. I can still hear his dudes in my head. If you close your eyes, and I gotta close my eyes and go there. I can almost reach out and grab him. You guys hear that? Is he coming back? Christine, look, is he running back down the hallway to me? Sorry, guys. I have PTSD from being left by radio partners. Post traumatic <laughs> dude syndrome. Post traumatic dude syndrome. I keep losing my dudes. <laughs> Where are my dudes at? No, for real. <laughs> He's come back, right, guys? It was just, he, Max really does have a recital. It sounded like a lie. You never say your boy has a recital. I have to go. Max is uh, doing gay pornography. Yeah. I wasn't I didn't at a think bar. fast enough. I was at a pornography store. <laughs> <laughs> like Homer Simpson crashed into his own car. I wasn't at the bar. I was buying pornography. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Bobby's got uh Bobby's got those no uh pupil he's got the dark, like lifeless doll eyes too when he gets mad, like when he looks at you sometimes you're like, Does Bobby wanna kill me right now? Because he has small uh, eye openings. And so, yeah, it'll fill his whole eye when he squints down. Like, he looks at you sometimes, and it's like, did I do something wrong? Like, he intimidates the fucking shit out of me sometimes. But then he goes, I love you, dude. And I'm like, oh, all right. He's the sweetest. I always but wanted I do him to believe, like me. He is. But I do believe he's like a, an unlit firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's ready to pop at any time. <laughs> filled with rage did I ever tell you about the first time him and I worked it was one of those like Brad Axel like you know whatever like a steak and a giggle in Connecticut at some yeah. dumb place and he was looking at the wall of all like the headshots and there was like you know the dude that like puts like balloons as fucking uh, of course you sure. know and magicians 
And he turns and looks at me and he goes, you fucking listen to me. If you ever see my fucking headshot up here, I want you to come and shoot me in the fucking face. <laughs> and I was like, deal, dude. And he's like, all right. And, and like, Who was Christine? See if you could find that girl. I remember that was the name when me and Christine went down to do this gig in Newport News, Virginia. Kazi's was the name of the club. I ended up, ended up having a great time, but I mean, what a... I mean, if that gig was thrown to me today, like the the things you'd have to start complaining about, that I was just like, sure. Remember, they're like, you're staying at a lady's house. Oh, my God, that's the right. The condo was just at a lady's house. It was Lorraine. Lorraine. I remember you telling me about no, this. No, that was... The, the house was Karen. We were staying at Karen's house. Oh, yeah. But Lorraine was the owner of the club. But um, uh, what was the point of that whole fucking thing? Headshots? Oh, yeah, yeah. When she... The first show, when she came in at the end... And was like her, the other old lady who like ran the bar for her or yeah. a bartender best friend just didn't like what I was doing on stage. But it was going great. It was a good show, very good show, which I'd be happy to tell you, especially removed as it is now, like I had a rough go. Sure. It was surprisingly really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. And uh, some fans even, which I'd had very little at the time, but like there were some there. And uh, it was, but she came up to me and started giving me a talking to. After the show, the owner, who had not been there for the show, but she was like, I hear you're saying this, and you can't. And while she's just chewing me out, telling me that that's not how comedy works, and blah, 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 and I'm just looking over her shoulder. And I just remember the one I kept staring at, the headshot. I'm like, I wonder if she talked to Cindy the Cantaloupe Queen like that. <laughs> it's, like, it's something like it's the Cantaloupe Queen. The Cantaloupe Queen. Something like that. But it was just like so yeah. many names of those people, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, wacky Tom Zaney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Loopy Tim was here. <laughs> Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. They always have like a fucking weird like prop like, in their in their thing. It's me doing me again. Uh, remember the old William Stevenson like sneaking into the picture? <laughs> His little face sneaking into the picture. Uh, your press kit at the time. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, that was the oh, that's the old press kit, dude. We went through it on my <laughs> podcast about our dumb headshots, where I'm doing the one where I'm reading. Kerouac's on the road while drinking Maker's Mark out of the bottle, <laughs> leaning against the bar. Go back to that, Christine. Actually, I want to see the one with the hood on in the middle. It's like, yeah, yeah. B took. Those. I remember all these. Huh? B took those pictures. I know, but I look like fuck. It's not her fault. I look like fucking ghost dog. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Alaskan bounty hunter. <laughs> look, no Instagram yet. No IG. My MySpace. MySpace was my MySpace was bumping though. If you clicked on that, is that still a thing? That'd be great. What? Holy fuck, it is. Oh, look at my MySpace. Oh, I'm friends with Adam MySpace Hunter. MySpace is like weird. Now. Keith you Robinson. Old stuff. What the hell's that? A picture of me and a girl with a black dildo. Oh, is that what it is? I forget her name. She was my friend Heidi, who took the pictures. Like friend. Well, your friends, your top eight: David Tell, Bill Burr, Keith Robinson, Dustin Chafin. Artie Fuqua, Dean Edwards. Nice. Wow. All checks out. Still my top Still eight your friends. Still top eight friends. <laughs> wow. Still my top people. Billy Burr. Billy Burr. My face Burr. is so weird. You can't see like a lot. Of, I I thought that I'd have like all my pictures. Do you think it's because forever? it's like uh, the formats like outdated? Yeah. It's I, like they HTML changed the or whole some site. Shit. Like they made it more like music centric and you can't see the little stuff. <laughs> now it's all code. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me look at that old picture. Oh, it's just a series of ones and zeros, like Matrix background. <laughs> it's just Oregon Trail. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like, oh, your old picture got dysentery. Did you get a chance to see the the picture of Christine on the thing? Isn't it the best? Oh, my God. It's amazing. When that she was had her dental tooth. work. Yeah, when she had dental work We're and all... half of her face didn't work. 
We're all dental work people now. Oh, yeah. I also have, in one of these email threads, I'm pitching Dan Soder to her. (laughs) Uh, There's Lewis and Dave you're pitching. Yeah. To uh, that lady with the house. Was that the house? Were there, like, weird dolls and shit at the house? Not dolls. There was all the family's pictures from that lady. But the lady's unassociated. She's just a friend. Or I think the club people, the club owner, owns the house. Uh And the lady's her tenant. And part of the tenant thing is that like you know this house is yours like decorate it as you see fit but i guess every like once in a while it's like, the upstairs up? she has like the whole downstairs and the upstairs is two empty rooms for the performers but you have to walk like when you go in at night if she's not asleep yet you're walking past her watching tv with like a blanket over her lap oh and my just, god and she just leans over and be like hey yeah she's very friendly hey y'all but you're still like Okay. I don't care how friendly she is. And you're walking by all the pictures of her and her family, and I still have it on my phone, the dead center picture, the biggest picture on the wall. Grandchildren, children, all that stuff. The biggest one in dead center was the day, and I've never seen someone happier in a picture, was the day that she got to meet Ed McMahon at his signing for his (laughs) new, like, vodka or something he was making. (laughs) And she has has one of those, like, bachelorette party cowboy hats on where it's like blinky lights and she's just like yeah she's so happy and it's just her ed mcmahon and a bottle of vodka that's the biggest framed picture on her wall of family pictures her and eddie mcmahon ed mcmahon had his own vodka i guess for a minute you are hammered sir <laughs> it's called yes <laughs> christine did you ever find out comedian cantaloupe queen does that ever come up Cindy the Cantaloupe Queen. Did you ever do that? This like playhouse up in upstate New York when they said you had a condo above the playhouse, but you actually like had to. It, they go, we have a condo above the club, but it was a rickety old staircase that went up to like an attic that had just like an old mattress thrown in the corner. Was it the comedy barn or something like that? Some it was weird shit it, where like it was. That... You stayed above the showroom that was a barn. Yes, that's when I that I was in that upstairs barn bedroom. Uh, headlining that place when I found that was I remember sitting in that living room and it going uh, George W. Bush going we are at war oh, it, was like, it was like when he said we're at war with it wasn't 9-11 it was when he declared war uh, yeah. in Iraq it was pretty wild I was like oh wow and then performing that was also that weekend I remember like it was those it was realizations you have in comedy when you watch and you go, oh, I was guilty. Like, I, I don't like that in front of me now. Yeah. Before me, and I'm watching it now like I used to do that. Yeah. Um, when I used to get down to my underwear on stage, opening for people sometimes, or musical stuff, or whatever the fuck I would do that was like gimmicky to get the laugh. Yep. The kid who went before me, he also worked at the club, but he was like a dorky guy. And by the way, someone said they remember this because I think a few people have done a bit like this. Because this kid didn't become popular. There's no TV sets for this kid, I don't believe. Okay. But it was just like, I've learned a way for for guys to learn how to dance with just the simple foo moves from your... You could do it at all at the grocery store. And it was like, wave high to a person you recognize. And he just does like a wave while he's pushing a cart. Uh. And then like, oh, grab the creamed corn from the shelf. <laughs> grab the creamed corn. And like four or five other things. And then he goes, and you put it all together... And it might go a little something like this. And the fucking the house lights would drop out. The lights went completely dark. And then it would go back on and play like, yeah, whatever, this kind of song. He'd be like, all right, here we go, guys. And like, a wave high. And then he over-exaggerates every movie. He goes, oh, grab the cream corn. Grab the cream corn. And it's, I was like, 
what the fuck? It, this is so shitty and bad. <laughs> and it's happening right in front of me. And it's no worse than me taking my clothes off. Yeah. <laughs> Same bullshit. Like, when you put that two and two together and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's me literally with like fake nipple rings. How many openers or how many headliners that were probably so nice to my face were probably like, this kid is this fucking kid going to do the stupid fucking pants off again? <laughs> Piece of shit. I've seen headliners undress and then like we're in a room where there's no green room mm-hmm. and they have to go, thanks, and pick up their clothes and literally take two steps off the stage, if you will, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just get dressed again while the crowd is finishing their prime rib. Uh, yeah. And it's like, oh, I told no, you Chips man. Cooney, dude. That too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the one when he came barreling into the room and I had two girls in the green room. Uh, just friends, but yeah. like they were sitting. I just go, oh wait, I forgot to tell you, girls. Watch what happens when the show ends. And he just barrels into the room, uh, holding a handful of tuxedo, <laughs> breakaway tuxedo. By the way, breakaway. he's got fake Dookie in his short, in his underwear. And he's got a pacemaker. Does he? Yeah. Is that real? No. Uh, it's hilarious. I don't remember that. I remember the the garter belts for the socks and the socks. And he's elderly. Yes. He's an old man with like super gray hair and rickety. And he comes in and has been busting open that door and just going like, hot crowd out there. Hot crowd. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Dr. Emmett Brown. I mean, like he he, he had the big hair and everything. Oh, and I told you when he was uh, before his set the one night, because he was doing like the old, like, was, he's featuring for me. And I'm probably maybe 30, probably late 20s at this point. Yeah. And I'm like headlining one night. It's one nighter. Right. At this place. And I was like, uh, you know, so he's getting a little like the, hey, who are you again? You know, and he's like, what do you do? And all of them, I didn't have any credits or anything, really. I was just like, oh, yeah, I just did, uh, just came off. I did David Tell, the last leg of his Insomniac tour with him. And he goes, oh, yeah, you just touring around with him in clubs? And I was like, no, it was like theaters. He had like these nice big theaters we were doing, college campus stuff and everything. And as he's tying his fucking cape around his neck <laughs> in a mirror, he just goes, Oh, he goes, a Telestone Theaters? Now he goes, good kid. Happy for that. And he's just like, you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Always a nice guy. Chip Scooney? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I literally nice met guy, him but... that one time only was my only interaction, but I thought that was so hot crowd. Hot yeah. crowd. Just, oh, oh, girls, I forgot to tell you real quick. Just don't ask questions, but a, a naked old man's about to bust in here with a handful of clothes <laughs> and, a, and a fake turd in his ass. <laughs> he literally had like a giant shit diarrhea dookie streak on his underwear, and he would hit play, and it was like CNC Music Factory, yeah, and he yeah. would just like dookie butt dance on like the chick <laughs> yeah. in the front row. And, and like, they're just like, what on And everybody earth? goes, wow! People went nuts at that Scranton... Uh, residence in or whatever the hell we were at it was Man, like the, those those closers that are just like the bring that that the guys just keep forever i said like uh levy mm. just did the sucking the blue cheese out of the girl's ass oh jesus christ it's like, like i mean it never got turned down i hey, wants to see me do blue cheese out of some girl's ass and then like guys like take my pig wife <laughs> i'll put it in you suck it out <laughs> Do you remember that story that- Do my slut piece of shit wife! Do you remember that story Florentine told us about how when uh, they all got an email from the cruise that was like, listen, we're really trying to up the co- the quality of the comedy, so no more of that, like, come bring someone on stage and have them put their arms through yours. Oh, jeez. And, yeah. like, 13 people wrote back, like, who's doing my closer? Like, that's <laughs> my joke. It's <laughs> hilarious. That's just, like, people thought that was their oh. joke. But I say this place is sold out. There's just too many seats. Oh my god, that's dude. my thing. I always say. I had a guy I worked. That's what. But you know, when I did a comic view the last time when Kevin Hart hosted it, uh-huh. 
And I said, that guy, the guy who used to do Def Jam took over Comic View for like that year at least. And I remember him going and giving us like the the speech from, uh, what's it, Any Given Sunday, the Al Pacino speech. Oh, yeah. We are in hell. And I can't do it for you. But he was giving us such a speech about like, they say black comedy is just a bunch of guys putting in fake teeth and fucking stools and having dumb outfits underneath their outfits. And it's not about good joke writing and being the funniest you could be. Well, we're changing all that today. Everything we're changing, we're turning it around. It's about that inch. <laughs> um, he gave such a speech. Everyone has to dress up, which I didn't find out very late. They end up letting me not. But I was the only person not wearing like a suit or something. What were you wearing? A sweatshirt or whatever. Like, just what I would wear. You had long hair at the time, right? Was that long yes. hair, Jay? Or yeah, was yeah, that... that was long hair for sure. Yeah. But it was like, uh, yeah, I just, they just let me wear whatever I wanted. But it was like uh, a fucking ordeal to get to that because they were making such a big deal about the clothes being like nice clothes. Yeah. And then uh, I think Kev actually was the one that was finally just like, just leave it alone, who cares? Yeah. Let him wear what he wants to wear. Right. And uh, it didn't matter, but that speech was done. And I, we walked out of there, I was like, yo, maybe this is... Cause I said I would never do Comic View again, but then it was Kev hosting, so I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Um, and then and they did treat us right and everything, and that speech, I'm like, yo, this might be different. To have to, After that speech, and I mean under an hour later... Having to watch three or four people go out there and put in their fake teeth and fuck a stool and say DJ hit it and give all the they just did exactly and then by the way they I don't think they aired any of it and they reshot it again it was wow. like we, it was so weird that's so crazy that always just was the thing huh but I mean it's hilarious that you you kind of like I remember you saying that you like you didn't know that you could go back and do those five minutes again right so you'd come in with like the the nipple rings around your neck but under your shirt oh that was just once but and it was uh did it once and you're like i can't do this anymore well because it was i was getting down in my underwear on right. stage all the time right keith told me not to uh keith robinson and i was like whatever but then i was like he got my head enough that i was like i guess he's right it's not really writing comedy it's not really like saying something great you're just being a clown sort of yeah i don't want to be a clown i want to be a great <laughs> That would be a great comic. Only Lenny Bruce. So I started like uh, not doing it, and then realizing that I didn't have any. So by the way, still a problem not having a closer. <laughs> like I have no. Like, I, when I say goodbye, I just give a goodbye to the audience. I have no like. Blah, I go, That's fucking my time, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. I love you. The stool explodes. And I just, fucking... just go. I just go. I. I... I think I gotta go. So I love you guys. Thanks for listening to all my shit and everything. Nice, yeah, you do a nice send off for sure. I think that's cool. It's like a trademark thing. I don't think a lot of people do that. It's you know? just funny when you get those big laughs like in the middle in the middle of the show, and you're like, oh, I should make that a close. Like, I should do that thing so I can go. Good night. The problem is without having that in my head of what that is. The big I had it for years. The big I knew what the big closer was on things. Hmm. Um, they've all been on TV or something now. You know, at that time, right? But like now, like in in my newest of like writing over the last few years, I just don't think in that like tone at all. That closer mentality. Yeah. So it's like I do a joke wherever it comes up, and then it gets like a big thing, and you're like, that'd be a good one to be yeah. like, good night, cocksuckers. <laughs> just drop the mic. It's and just leave. not my thing at all. Because you know why? Again, I think I'm so abrasive that I think it's good at the end of the show to go like. Not that it's all jokes. I think it's lame, dude. I, didn't, I don't even do that. It's all jokes. You've been with me enough. Right. But it's just like, a, I appreciate you guys. You know, a real moment of just like, hey, guys, it's, you know, 
I'm glad a, you enjoy me sitting here shitting on you and making fun of your girlfriend and whatever like that. Well, it's a moment of pure humility, and you're like, you know, man, I do this only because you guys are into it, and if you stop being into it, I'm in trouble, so please stay into it. That's basically what you say. Christine, I'm going to text you a picture of uh, that I showed Jay. Do you remember, Jay, I showed you this of um, my rainbow gathering uh, fish picture that my friend sent me that looked like the cult? Like oh from yeah, like yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. I, I want to show. I want. I want you to. I want Christine to see it and fucking. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I was it looks watching, like a picture from the garden. It literally looks like a picture from the garden. It was like when we were all. That's. It was me when I was nineteen, in like the Everglades at a fish concert, and it looks exactly. I was watching the garden, and I'm like, dude, I wonder how many of my friends are like two clicks away from being like, in a cult. Oh, probably. I mean, fish is kind of. Well, look, we found our own way of sustainable water supply. I gotta suck the Maharashi's cock. <laughs> what am I gonna not suck the Maharashi's cock? He brought me here where I can bathe in my own dirt and piss. Uh, Trina Jeffrey is known as a funny, clean comedian throughout the world. She's uh, along with her fictional character, Sister Cantaloupe. It's not what it is, but I do want to see Sister Cantaloupe, yeah. the clean Christian comedian. Oh, whoa. Is that her? Uh, yeah, dude. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile, nada, yada, yada. You don't think I'm a sports guy. Oh. But I am a sports guy, but you don't have to be a stats guy. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everybody to use this. And I'm excited. Prize picks, Prize picks dude. I get to I get to actually go on and have fun. It is with, self-explanatory. With sports, and it's easy to use, even f- if you're an expert. If But if you're a novice like me, football season, it may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Quite simply, this is easy enough for Chicks and Bob to use. Get in on the excitement with prize picks right now. America's number one fantasy sports app. gamble on it. And Bob, where you can turn your hoop knowledge into serious cash. I don't have that much knowledge, but you know what? You don't need it. You can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. I know what that means. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing. You're just going against the projected stats of two to six players. It's great. A more or 
less. That's it. So if they say LeBron James, uh, 30 points tonight, you're picking if he's going to get more or less than that. More, only. That's it. Quick 31 points, you win. Yep. 29 points, you lose. Yeah. 30 points, I think, is a push. And you know what? You can turn $10 into thousands of dollars, which I love with the NBA, NHL, college basketball, Entries today. Listen, conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketballs are, are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men and women and, and Bob. Bob. College basketball prize picks even uh, offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets hurt. Tomorrow's uh, live show, I would say Bobby's projected farts are four. I'm going to go with more than that. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the over on Bob Farts on Monday. Yeah, yeah so you want to be in on this? Download the app today and use code BONFIRE for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BONFIRE, B-O-N-F-I-R-E, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? I am doing bueno. Bueno. Yeah. That's what I learned from Babbel so far. I learned one Bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babbel? Buenos noches. Non paletano, molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno note. Omerta. Buenos Aires. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, she got married. Christmas knows here she can be. Huh? Yeah, she got married. Nice. Dog, I wish an accessoride bus would just <laughs> hit her, just drive across the stage and take her out. Nah, baby, he darker than that. Let's just say the boy's so dark, if I shot him, the bullet would come back and ask for a flashlight. Huh? Wow. <laughs> Yo, beautiful black, beautiful, gorgeous black women are shitty comedians. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I saw some video on Showtime or something the other day. It was a black chick, dude, go, so hot, like hot, like wearing a sexy hot outfit and the whole thing. Like she's going to a club, and it's just like her comedy was atrocious, of really? course, because you're just like, this was on Showtime. No, I, it was so bad. I forget who it was, man. But she was, you know, and it's just, and she's talking too much. That's what it is. I don't think you're supposed to be getting these things when you're still talking the speech 
of just you and the generation below you. Mm, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, she made the showtime, so what do I know, I guess? But I think that's weird. Maybe I'm just becoming an old person. That's an old guy But code. when they talk, when they're like, he goes, and she said the club fire is uh, fire AF, so you know I'm about to get up in there and do my damn thing. And, mm-hmm. and you're like, is this just for your close, immediate friends? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's kind of a lot of like just all comics now. You know what I mean? That whole kind of like, no punchline, but changing it to like, you're, there's like a proclamation, like you're like a constable in a Dickens play. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I went and got the oat milk, and it's like, that's not a punchline. That's just you doing a thing. Your dad's still paying your rent, so you could pretend you're Charles Dickens for a little while. Oh, uh, that's the, uh, what's that? That's the, one of the great comedy formulas. It's something, something. She's, uh, she's gross, she's fat, she's got one eye, and she smells like shit. So anyway, we're on our third date, and I go, yeah. Yeah, you just see it coming a mile away. Look, this was us before uh, the garden happened. That's before everybody else but Mike drank the Kool-Aid. Mike's (laughs) like, I'm not thirsty. (laughs) That's me second to the left right there in the- uh, Isn't that crazy? Christine, look at hippie Mike. This was the Millennium New Year's Eve in the Everglades in Florida. Fish played from when the ball dropped until the morning. Isn't that wild that this mic on the left second from the left? I thought you had long hair. I did have long hair. This was my short hair phase. Okay. This was when, but look at it. Short hair, short shorts. Yeah, those were short shorts. Oh, God. Those were I like girls to see my knees. (laughs) Was it an orgy? No. It was, we were all on fucking lots of drugs. It was fish played over. By the way, that's the lamest thing that you got to take this picture and didn't have sex with five women in the picture. You're supposed to have (laughs) fucked five of these girls, Mike. No, they were all, those are all couples and me, basically. (laughs) Mike was the 11th wheel. I I drove the bus while everybody else was fucking, dude. In the back fucking. (laughs) Guys having fun back there? (laughs) Camp counselor Mikey was like, everybody doing it safe? Make sure everybody has electrolytes. I'm too young to be a grandfather. Stopping at at a red light. Everybody here. (laughs) Juice up. Anybody want a Miami subs? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm driving through. We went from this to Disney, and one of the guys in the middle, we were on It's a Small World, and we did Molly at Disney World okay. on the way back, and he was on It's a Small World, and he's sitting there all grumpy like this, and the, the ride stopped, and he just went, puking <laughs> <laughs> into the fucking It's a Small World water. This is Small World water. And they just sat back and watched it. They were horrified. Like, kids were horrified. Yeah, they're going to have to stop It's a Small World, because there's that, and then you see the one recently where the guy just got naked. Oh, they were, going through, they, they were going through It's a Small World, and they go, well, here's clothes, but where? And then all of a sudden, it's like, bitch! This naked guy comes out of nowhere. lost his mind on that shit? Yeah. Butterly was showing me a thing that, like, a guy lost his mind at a fish concert and, like, tried to, like, claw his own eyes out in, like, the fucking, uh, in the concession area. Man, it's funny. I thought he would have clawed his own ears off. Oh! And we'll oh. Be right back after this. Oh! Uh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Look at this guy. He's like the unfrozen caveman lawyer. Oh, you can watch video of it. Yeah, man who stripped naked in Disney. The video is fantastic. Yeah, but, uh, but the best so the best part like, is they find his clothes first. They go, that's weird. There's guys clothes everywhere. Look at this guy. Try to find that. Hi, I'm Chin video. Fat. Who's <laughs> 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 that? Chris Christie. Oh, that's my, my old local crew. You miss him. I really do. J- whose wieners have you seen and whose tits have you seen there? Um, mm, wieners. All of them. Maybe one or two. And then, tit, yeah, tits, just, yeah, fish tits. Though. Like, three-day dirty, you know, festival tits. So? 
Um, Seems like some cute girls in the group there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one. Which point? Give me Third, the color. Like that one right there. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Kim Congdon. Nice. Lot <laughs> 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 Congdon. That was like Fish Congdon. Yeah, what Congdon? What Congdon? There was one time that I was at a festival and it was pouring out, so we're sitting in one of those ten by ten tents, you know, mm-hmm. and we're all just doing drugs because there's nothing else to do. And one of the girls walked in with her boyfriend and sat right across from me, Indian style, but but like loose Indian style. Sure. No panties and nice. just a puss looking me directly in the tripping face. Shaved? And I no no no. Woofing. Woofing. Okay. Lot lot lot. Wook wook. But puss. cute. Yeah, but also it was just <laughs> I was just staring at it like it was like the you know the eye of the universe and I couldn't <laughs> stop looking so I had to go stand outside in the rain for a little bit. I love here he just goes in backwards. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah yeah. Hey. I'm surprised this hasn't happened before. It may have. The water of It's a Small World, located in Fantasyland. It's a small world. Dude, just seeing a kid's wanger when you you and your family are coming out of It's a Small World, and some guy just sitting there with his dork out. It's a small dong after all. Hey, maybe it wouldn't be so small. It's a small world if his water wasn't so cold. (laughs) He's just peeing like a cherub statue. (laughs) Hey, it never ends. I don't know why it's so annoying, but I fucking love this ride. I love it. Do you really? Why? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think it was just reminds me of my childhood, like when I would go. Oh, to Disneyland. did you go to Disneyland a lot? Yeah, yeah. Did you it's really? Very close. Oh wow. But I promise you, you don't currently. I would still probably feel very nostalgic about it. No. Look at them like the carrying them out like that. You uh, see how they're carrying them? Yeah, but it's nuts. One time I was at a concert and this guy was lo- losing his shit and. They were carrying him out like that. But for context, they were carrying him one, like one cop on each arm, and leg, and leg. But they have him. Fa- but he's facing down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like they're gonna dwarf toss him. <laughs> Literally, like they're gonna dwarf toss him. They were doing that once. They carried a guy out, and he was screaming and yelling. And he came, walked by us, and he goes, "Wait, can you can you stop?" And he sobered up for a second. He looks at us, and he goes, "Neither of you would happen to be a lawyer, would you?" And we go, "No." And he's like. Woo! And then they just carried him back out to the fucking. They finished arresting him. Did you go to Disney as a kid? Was that ever a thing for you? Yeah, we went. Uh, I went twice. The first times I went with my dad. Took uh, it was his wife and and kids, yeah. but not my my stepbrothers, not my half brothers. My first stepmother. Okay. And this is back when I was afraid of uh, weather and bad weather. This is You're back in the afraid of weather? Oh man. Big big time. <laughs> I just did like noises of any kind. Everything I was just uncertain of I thought was the end of the world. It was crazy. It's not surprising that I got a panic attack disorder in two thousand eleven. It was in there, bro. I must have just masked it from like I think when my step pop came around, I was like, Alright, I gotta like be more dudish now. <laughs> such a puss. <laughs> such yeah. a puss that I was like, I gotta be more dudish now. So like I just did and kinda put bit. it away but i still had like all of it and i think it just came to a fucking pop at one point but my dad this came up when we were in uh with him in cleveland that's right we went uh one day i guess we were going for like a one day pass or something and we took the monorail which i already did not enjoy that but that was terrifying <laughs> way high up yeah. where's the track i can't see it <laughs> it's only one rail what Mono yeah. rail. Mono rail? One rail. That sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> so uh, we did the monorail. Went in. My stepbrothers did the go-karts. 
There's a go-kart track. This is Disney World in Florida. Florida. Yeah. They had go-karts? They had a go-kart thing they did, and then it started raining, and I had a skits out until we left shortly after. Really? And then they were like, I was so, I remember the feeling of being, I don't remember it like very vividly, but I remember the happiness of them going like, all right, we're going. Not even think about how I'm destroying this whole trip. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, we're going. And they go... Well, I guess get back on the monorail and go back there. I'm like, monorail! I'm <laughs> scared of that all over again. <laughs> it's like, we're leaving. It was, Can we leave a different way where there's no rain or monorails? <laughs> now we got to get on a wet one rail? Dude, those two, I was so afraid of rides when I was young. That was the funniest. I told you that when yeah. I brought my stepbrothers to the carnival. Yeah. And I thought the girl was going to tell me she liked me. And she asked me if I was a girl or a boy, and then I was next on the ride and screamed like a girl for the entire time, begging them to turn the ride off. You're just screaming, I'm a boy as a girl. <laughs> I'm a boy! I'm a boy! Turn it off! This boy's scared! You didn't grow up in California. It like rains a lot in Philly. How did you? Were you just constantly terrified? When it rained, yeah. <laughs> really? Was it just like any rain? Like, nope. a, like if a drizzle happened, were you no. like, nope. run? No, no, no. Like a sun shower, I was almost kind of like, okay. So I, I'm telling you what I just, I don't know what I saw when I was a kid. Shut up, Christine. I don't know what I saw. Well, we all weren't fucking uh, booting fucking junk when we were 13 years old. Uh, Always sunny 16, and Christine's thank brain. you very much. I didn't no, boot anything. It was... Uh, Snorted. But going... What would happen was, it was I saw something when I was young. I must have that was like an apocalyptic thing, and the apocalypse always has real cloudy skies and funnily cloud. And then I'd start seeing on things about news, just for whatever you know. Uh, Kansas City today. Had, I'm living in Philly. Yeah, Kansas City had a terrible tornado that whatever. And so when I saw just dark, gloomy clouds, you thought it was. It was I don't a, mean just like a gray, gray sky would scare me enough to be like really panicky and like, but I knew. How lame it looked. Mm. So I had to do a lot of like pretending it didn't bother me. Yeah. Sort of what I do now with massive turbulence. I just put on a face, but inside I'm like, this is probably it. That didn't feel normal. I thought yeah. I heard something. That yeah. noise didn't happen before. <laughs> so I kind of keep that in, but I, I still have that in there. But the, um, I'll give me back. I was just. The, uh, the weather. Yeah, the weather. If it would be like gray dark clouds. Cl gray clouds where it was like you'd see the outlines of them and there's darker ones here and like. I would just like like lightning and then thunder. You'd get freaked out. I was just like, "This is happening. This is it. This is the end of the you world." You thought it was like, going to ground's going to open up. Wow! And fire and brimstone. I don't know what it was, but I said everybody's going to be like Michael Jackson thriller dancing down the street. It's why I coveted my friendship so much with uh, my buddy John, once in the military, because that was the year we went to summer camp, hunters run day camp. You come home at night, but we run us. And I just like remember him. He was just very friendly and started talking to me right away. Yeah, when I was younger than him. Yeah, and then uh, he molested me. And then, uh, <laughs> but uh, we were talking, and then just kind of like having a buddy at least, even to get on that thing, like forces you to be like, well, I'm not going to pay attention to that because mm. he's not freaking out, and I'm going to look like a real weirdo. I, I'm happy I wasn't one of those kids that was like, oh, I like you, man. You're really nice. You're my new friend. We're all gonna tell <laughs> yeah, this dude, rain's listen. gonna take us. <laughs> pack a fucking yeah, pack a backpack. You and I almost had like a uh, handhold freak out moment on the way to the airport when we were leaving wherever we last were on the road. When that guy was driving a hundred and fifty miles an hour at like a cur at a corner and looking back at us and talking the whole time with his hands. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. 
We freaked the fuck out. I don't bro. know if this guy was fucking mega Italian or what. He's like, you got to start a sauce in the meatball. <laughs> he's like, sir, like, sir, grab the wheel, please. <laughs> he was doing like 360 degree like exorcist head he back short, at us. He short stopped several times. Oh, man. And it was early in the morning. And you were like, oh, you like, we were both holding on to the center console yeah, yeah, thing yeah. in the back seat. Oh, yeah, that was terrifying. I told you about when I was flying. Him in. turning around. Hey, these girls are always like, watch the road, watch the road. Shut up, bitches. <laughs> bitches, am I right, dude? Am I right, dude? <laughs> Sir! <laughs> Turn around! I told you about when I was flying to Disney with my grandparents, I got locked in the bathroom because I didn't know what vacant and non-vacant meant. And I was just <laughs> sliding the thing back and forth, and I was panicking. So, like, every time I panicked, I'd, like, try to slide the thing. And people were banging on the door. Like, they had no idea. I was yelling. I was afraid I was going to get sucked through the toilet and get, like, shot out of the plane. I thought vacant, not vacant was the sign you were giving everyone outside about the status of your asshole. <laughs> Are you serious? No. That, oh. Wouldn't that be great, though? You go, bleh, you go, oh. Vacant. Vacant. <laughs> wait, hold on. Not vacant. Not, not vacant. Wait, not vacant. False alarm. Not vacant. <laughs> There's a little more. Uh, vacant. There was one more marble stuck in there. <laughs> All right. Vacant now. Vacant. My grandfather was like, leave him in there. He's just drinking like bud cans that you pull the tab off of. I don't know vacancy to hotel man. You can't shit there. <laughs> no, nah, you can't vacate here, dude. No vacating. No vacating. What's that, Christine? You're going to break me like a twig? You think so, <laughs> Break bitch? him off something. You think so, bitch? Um, do we have to take a break? Yeah, I guess. Well, we should start saying, like... Yeah. We'll come back and say goodbyes, obviously, but uh, let me give some plugs right now. Mike Fenoya, of course, his new special, Don't Let Me Down, available at YouTube.com slash at Mike Fenoya with an exclamation point. No. Oh, that's just her saying it with an exclamation point. You're supposed okay. to be excited when you say YouTube.com slash at Mike Fenoya. On New Year's Eve, Mike's going to be headlining Comics Mohegan Sun. How many shows, Mikey? Uh, two. Six o'clock and eight o'clock. Two shows, one night. For tickets and all tour dates, visit MikeFenoya.com. And follow Mike Fenoya <laughs> on all socials, at Mike Fenoya, F-I-N-O-I-A. Robert Kelly is going to be in Fort Wayne, Indiana for New Year's Eve. Two shows, one night only. After that, Saratoga Springs, New York, Wisconsin, Chicago, all on deck for tickets and all tour dates. Go to robertkellylive.com. Watch his special okay. right now. During the holidays on uh, punchup.live, uh, punch you can watch Killbox right now. Jacob, yes? I uh, just want to plug one thing also. Joe List? I may. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go uh, ahead. Joe, Yeah, this uh, Christmas Eve, you can catch uh, Joe List and Sarah Tolomash did a show for uh, on Comedy Central Radio. It's at uh, 7 p.m. on Sunday, 4 p.m. West. Really funny. Very cool. May I? Thank you. Oh, no, I'll just do it real quick. So I have Aww. to give... I, there's little twi twits or tw uh, tweaks that I have to give to it. All right. Twits. Well, I wanted you to, you know. Little twits. We'll come back. And uh, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh New Year's Eve weekend, everybody. That's next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Two shows a night. Come ring in the New Year with me out there. After that, Liberty, Ohio, Salt Lake City, and Denver, Colorado, where I'm going to be shooting my crowd work special. So there might be some tickets still available for that. It's going to sell out quick. Get tickets right now. I say that's going to sell out quick, but if it's not sold out now, it hasn't sold out quick. So buy tickets. Um, for tickets and all my tour dates, go to BigJComedy.com. Watch my special, Dog Belly, on YouTube. TJ Lou, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, going to my sister's house. Oh. You get presents for all your nieces and nephews and whatever? Just one uh, nephew. Right. That's what I meant. That one nephew? Yes. Whose name we don't know? We have really not been a good friend to you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you have a sister, I believe, right? And a brother of some sort? Yes. What do you have, a pet duck? Right? <laughs> something. Yeah. Something you got? I don't know. What am I, a genius? Uh, everybody, thank you so much for an amazing year uh, listening to the show. It's been fantastic. We're coming back January 8th. We'll be back with live shows again with you for the new year. They can't fire Bobby now unless they find out some real dark shit. Which I'm working on. Everything's good. Right now, Mike's digging. I'd want to say a huge thank you to all of you guys for welcoming me and having me here. I love you all so much. And to all the campers. You guys are the best. Mike I love Fiona. you. They are the Mike best. Mike Fiona loves you. From your old friend, Mike Fiona. We love <laughs> you. I love you guys. Fiona. Thank you. Jacob, Black Lou, DJ Lou, Christine, you are the skeleton. You are our guts. Thank you so much for everything you do. Love we'll be you. sending our Christmas presents. Me and Bobby are sending our Christmas presents to the crew since everybody abandoned us this week and left town before finding out when the vacation was. Jacob, I'm not looking at you, but I'm looking at you. No, oh, we'll you're looking at Oh, we'll probably have a vacation around this time. I'll just book it. He's looking right at you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jacob and Lewis. Uh, enjoy Thank Christmas you. and Flow Rider. Uh, Black Lou, you kissed that baby for us on the face. Um, Christine, I'll be dealing with you at home. And DJ Lou, congratulations with your niece, I guess it is? Nephew, Brady. Right, right Brenda, no. your niece. <laughs> Right. Good luck in that volleyball match. <laughs> <laughs> BigJComedy.com, at Mike Fenoya, RobertKellyLive.com. Christmas Nothing. show tomorrow. Love you all. Christmas show tomorrow, everybody. And remember, honestly, Christmas is actually sometime in January, they say. January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fake. It's all fake, everybody. Trump 2024. <laughs> Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. That was just a portion of our actual Sirius XM radio show. If you want the whole thing, go to SiriusXM.com slash bonfire for a special offer. That's right. And go to BigJComedy.com and RobertKellyLive.com to check out our stand updates coming to a city near you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.